Welcome to Speak My Peace, the podcast that covers all things NBA on and off the court. And now, here's your host, Isaac Anza. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Episode 3, Speak My Peace. I am your unapologetic host, Isaac Anza, producer D-Lane plugged in on the beat. I'm still here, having fun with this new podcast. Thank you so much for all the support, comments, constructive feedback. I'm specifically referring to my only two listeners, mom, dad, thanks. Without the free internet, the show wouldn't be possible. (laughs) All jokes aside, the feedback has been much appreciated. Kind, considerate, and indicative of the times we live in. Give it your best shot. Try your hardest. Put yourself out there. Good for you. You too are a winner. You're a winner. Everyone's a winner. You know, it's like watching a peewee soccer game. You have the goalie that sucks, who lets in 10 goals, the chubby defender who's too busy picking his nose to defend, the two girls sitting in the middle of the field playing patty cake while the ball passes them by, all while shouting parents encourage and cheer them on despite their underwhelming performance. All are underperforming, yet rewarded. Rewarded with orange slices. Orange slices for everyone. Good game. Way to participate. Everyone's a winner. Be sure to take an orange slice for the ride home. And that's great. Great to be encouraged. Great to feel loved by your teammates, coaches, and community. But on this podcast, it's the complete opposite. No orange slices here. (laughs) No pats on the back. You did your best. Hold your head up high. I'm here to protect the integrity of the game, a guardian of the league's most sacred relics, institutions, and awards. (laughs) Praise is earned. In the NBA, recognition is earned. I don't care how many followers you have on IG, who you dated, or what college you went to. Winning and production are the only metrics that matter on this podcast. Championships, awards, money, and recognition is what's valid in today's NBA. And on today's episode... We're going to dive right into my preseason picks for the most prestigious awards players all covet. I have a special guest joining me right after this quick break. Stay with me. It will be a fun debate. Hey, are you in pain? I bet your back and knees are sore right now, aren't they? Do you want to get back to feeling good and being athletic again without pain? then check out the Back to Basketball podcast. Our guests include athletes, medical professionals, trainers, and mindset coaches, focusing on empowerment, accountability, and consistency. Our mission is to transform the lives of past and present basketball players who struggle with injuries and pain by focusing on personal storytelling and community building. Our hope is to inspire change in mindset and a shift in the lifestyle and daily habits of people. We hope to help you completely turn your life around. You can find the Back to Basketball podcast on all social media platforms by searching back and the number two and basketball. Again, that's back, the number two and basketball, all one word. Your pain-free journey starts now. Today is a milestone for two reasons. One, it's my third episode and I'm still on the air. Spotify still allows me to operate. (laughs) Clearly, they must be on Christmas holidays. No management, no supervision, all hell is broken loose, and I'm reaping the benefits. I'm doing my thing. (laughs) Secondly, and most importantly, I was able to convince someone to come on today's show. More like blackmailed, but hey, we're just splitting hairs. At this point, let's go with convinced. Today's guest is my main man, Darcy Koss, also known as my man, D. Darcy's the perfect guest for today's show. Like myself, a basketball junkie who played ball throughout high school and university. He then traded in the jersey for a pair of khakis, coached at the collegiate level, then transitioned into a desk job, traveling the world, organizing and promoting the game of basketball. Darcy, my friend, welcome to Speak My Peace. How you doing, man? Oh, Isaac, man, it's a pleasure. You know what, I I watched the first episode and I was smiling the entire time because I was like, this is it, man. And so I'm super happy to be here, man. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I can entertain you, man. That's my job. <laughs> so, D, I opened up the show talking about the importance of season awards. 
There's reasons all talk shows do a season preview. It's not because we're bored or trying to stir up conversation or, or controversy. Rather, all NBA teams and awards matter. Three reasons, money, legacy, and respect. Money, super max contracts. If you don't make these teams, you can't get those super max contracts. Legacy, everybody wants to be in the hall of fame. Respect, as Birdman would say, put some respect in my name. <laughs> Barbershop talk, hey, we all want respect from our peers and from our fans. I mean, <laughs> we all know Kevin Durant. He's out there making fake Twitter accounts, <laughs> arguing his stats, arguing his legacy. It matters to a lot of these guys. These guys are sensitive, man. So it's a really, really important thing making these all NBA teams and all these awards that we're going to be talking about. And, you know, we've been uh, we've been following basketball our whole lives. We talk about it all the time. I mean, remember all those car rides and bus rides when we're talking about players and who's this and who's that and who's better and who's the GOAT. All these All-NBA teams matter. Yeah, man, they, they do. So I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped to start chatting about these things. I'm curious to see you have uh, as, as your top players. Well, let's get into it. So just before we begin, let's give a brief explanation or recap, if you will, for some of my casual listeners who aren't familiar with All-NBA teams. Each year, a group of sports writers and broadcasters cast their votes for 15 players five on each team, three teams, obviously. The greatest honor is to be on the first team. Voters vote for traditional teams, meaning two guards, two forwards, one center, unlike the All-Star game where they vote for two guards and three forwards. So I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of things, but that's how the list works. And we're going to talk about those players right now. So Darce, last year, first team All-NBA, Giannis, LeBron, Harden, Anthony Davis, Luca. Let's start with the guards. My first two guards, unfortunately, not that exciting. Same guys, Luca and James Harden. James Harden, he's going to lead the league in scoring. Best best guard out there since what? Best two guards since Kobe Bryant, arguably. Luca, he's a one man team. Pass, shoot, assist, rebounds. He can do it all. We saw what he did last year in the NBA, in the NBA playoffs. Fantastic player. I just feel as though it's hard for anybody to beat those two guards. The NBA has so many great guards, but I do believe it's clear that those two are the best. Maybe I could throw in Steph Curry, but James Harden, Luka, my two guards, first team All-NBA, what say you? So Luka, I'm there, man. Luka's my guy. I love I love the way he, he controls the game, very much like Harden uh, in, that, in that realm. Um, but because of all this Harden drama, and I know you did a podcast on it, your last one. I think, and like you said, uh, this isn't a, a test necessarily of talent. Uh, it is, but the, the media, they vote on this. And I think that they're going to punish James Harden this year. I think that they're going to say, you know what? Because if you look at the way everyone's talking about him, nobody's saying good things about him right now. And we're talking about people who, who influence and who have votes. So I don't have Harden as my second guard. I actually yeah. have someone who um, has been flirting with this for a while, uh, is in the MVP talks every once in a while, uh, had an unbelievable bubble, even though they didn't go very far. But I have Dame Lillard in that spot. Oh, wow. I think Dame the team's going to... I think their team's going to do well, and I think he's going to be, you know, he's obviously going to be one of the top scorers in the league. And uh, I think as a result of that, his numbers are going to be really good. The Harden thing, they're, they're going to punish him a little bit, so I don't think he's going to make that spot. And I think they got to give it to someone with a good record and that has good numbers. So I got Dame Lillard. Wow, that's a surprise. I mean, with that being said, Dame's no stranger to first-team All-NBA. He's been there before. You know, I think I have this mentality of, First team All-NBA is reserved for the best of the best. And it's also reserved for franchise players. So Dame, I'm okay with that. He is one of the best players. He's a franchise player. I just think Harden is so dominant. And not to mention, as I mentioned in my last podcast, he's taken his team so close to the NBA Finals without the type of talent that you usually need to make it to the NBA Finals. Dame, in the playoffs, he's had some he's had some ups and downs. Harden's had some ups and downs in terms of games. Um, Dame's had some series where, you know, they got beat 4-1, 4-0. So I always look to who are the best players in the league. Dame, love them, but I'm going with Harden. I think you're wrong. It's going to be Harden and it's going to be Luka. <laughs> Let's move on to the forwards. Give me your two forwards. 
this is probably the most interesting position because the best players in the league are the forward positions. So give me your two forwards. Last year, LeBron and Giannis. This year, what say you? So again, uh, I think it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be Giannis. It's going to be LeBron uh, in that position. Uh, the other candidates are going to rest games. Uh, and they're not going to play as much. And everyone loves LeBron. Uh, the Lakers are going to be real good. And uh, as, as much as people are a little bit down on Giannis, he's still the two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. He's going to get it done on both ends. Numbers are going to be unbelievable. So you have to have him in the first team. You know what? I am going to sound like a hater, but LeBron will not be on the team this year. LeBron was on the team last year, first team. In 2018, he was not when they had Lonzo Ball and they were thinking it up. I think he dropped to third team. And actually, I'm going to I'm gonna say that LeBron isn't going to be playing as many minutes. Even this year, early on, right now, I think he's at 31, 32 minutes. He isn't rested the way that he would like to be. He only had 71 days of rest. I think right now he's in the transition of Anthony Davis is going to lead the, league, lead the team in scoring. He's going to lead the team in rebounding. So I'm going to go with Durant. Durant and Giannis. Giannis, you're right, absolutely. Might win MVP, amazing player. He he's stuffs the stat sheet like nobody else. And Durant, he's coming back with a vengeance. He's looked good so far. And I'm actually rooting for him, but I also believe he'll make the team as well. Uh, we, we hate to see great talent wasted by injuries. So I'm going with Durant. Obviously, LeBron's a safe pick. Lakers are, are going to be playing great basketball. We know they're probably going to finish number one or two. So I can't argue there with you, but I'm going to go with Durant and Giannis. And just for the record, Darcy, you are on the record. You will be back in the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you better, uh, these picks better pan out, man, because uh, my listeners won't be happy for giving them bad information. A lot of people like gambling. So yeah, just, don't go, just don't so go out know, and bet man. on these, man. I got no, no I got no, no odds uh, on this, man. This is all, this is my opinion. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, center position and again it's not three forwards it's a center and this is where it's interesting i mean sometimes players are labeled as power forward sometimes players are labeled as centered so sometimes players get votes in two different spots but again without getting into the nitty-gritty anthony davis has been listed as a center even though last year i believe he played power forward but listed and voted as a center davis it seems like the clear pick here for a lot of people and even for me i was very very torn Davis, do I put him on? For the reasons I had mentioned, he's going to lead the team in scoring. He's going to lead the team in rebounding, and Lakers are going to have a great record. But man, Jokic can ball. Like that dude can just straight up ball. And um, the only reason I wouldn't put, the only reason I didn't want to put him on my first team All NBA was because they won't have as good as a record. But mm. I'm going to put him there. The man's balling out there. Like maybe next to LeBron has the second best basketball IQ in the league. His passing, the way he controls the game at the high post. Um, he's probably gonna be like second in triple doubles, maybe third, maybe even number one. I think he already has like four or five of them mm. in the first six or eight games of the year. So Jokic, I'm going to be, that's going to be my surprise center. I got Jokic, I got Durant, I got Giannis, I got Harden, and I got Luka. First team all NBA. Who, is, who so, is your center? So so for me, this is an easy one. Uh, we go back to the playoffs, Lakers versus Nuggets. Uh, Davis was the problem. No one could guard Davis. They didn't have a, a matchup for him. Uh, they tried with, with Jokic. They tried, and we know what happened. Uh, the other <laughs> thing is that Davis is likely going to be Defensive Player of the Year this year, so he has a chance to lead the Lakers in scoring, rebounding, and he is their best defender. I mean, LeBron, you know what? He has traditionally been, but I mean... Davis is switching on to smaller players. Uh, he's going to be all over the place. And if we remember in the playoffs, he he, he was the difference maker. LeBron really? was doing stuff, but he, he was it. So I got Davis there. He is listed as a, a forward center. Um, so I got Davis. And just the one thing, man, I was torn about getting LeBron, uh, Durant in there. I was like, man, yeah. I got to get Durant in there and, 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 and LeBron. The thing about Durant, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to play as many games. Like he's, mm -hmm. he, well, he already is out for a bunch of games with COVID protocol. And then he was resting a game. So he's going to be resting games as well. And uh, that does affect uh, the All-NBA team. So that was my the reason why I was like, man, I want Durant in there. But at the end of the day, I think LeBron's going to play enough games. And when LeBron plays, even with light minutes, he still gets like 24. He just walks out there and he he's has good numbers. Player. 
Amazing so player. that th that was how that, that was my thought process. I was like, I can't move LeBron out of here knowing that Lakers are probably going to be way better than Brooklyn as well. And I know that Durant's going to sit out games. So, but yeah, I got Davis at center, man. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, I mean, we can predict the guards because we know they play every night. Harden, Dame, yeah. Luca, but the forwards, Kawhi, Durant, yeah. LeBron, those three guys, how many games will they actually play? Exactly. And what will their team record be? And, uh, and you're right. It, it may simply just come down to those two factors. Giannis yeah. is the only one of the four players who plays every night and puts up ridiculous numbers. So yeah. it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what these teams do and is the regular season important? Is getting home court advantage important this year? We will see. We'll see what mm -hmm. happens. Second team, Dame. I love Dame Dollar. My second guard was hard, really, really hard. But I'm predicting Brooklyn will be really good. So I'm going with Kyrie Irving. Dame Dollar, Kyrie Irving, Dame. I don't think we need to really get into that. He, he does his thing. He's going to ball out. He's probably going to give you 27, 28 a night. They're probably going to finish with the fifth or sixth seed. Kyrie, Brooklyn might finish number two, number three in the East. Kyrie's playing really, really well early on. I think he wants to prove to people that he's still one of the top players. We've sort of forgotten about him the past, what, two years now. Um, yeah. He hasn't really done a whole lot since leaving Cleveland. So I like Dame. I like Kyrie. Again, so many great guards, but I can only choose two. What do you say for the first second team all NBA? So obviously my second team has Harden on it because I mean, like like I said, I, I agree with you, man. You know, he's he is one of the best guards. I just think he's gonna get penalized this year, right? So <laughs> there's, there's no no question about his talent level, man. I just think yeah. I just think he's gonna get penalized. So I think they're gonna bump to the second team. And my other guard, man, you watch the game? Which game Curry are you talking went about? Off, man. Curry went oh, off. Oh, Curry. So, yeah. so, so here's the thing. So I had Curry. I was going back and forth, second, third team. And then he did that. And the big difference was if you want, I mean, Draymond came back, that's fine. But he just started shooting a lot of shots. Like he was volume shooting. Yeah. And if he does that, I mean, he's a, he's a lock for the second team because the thing, and this is a media narrative as well. Everybody loves Steph Curry. The Love media him. loves him. And, and, and so that's why I had Kyrie. I was like, you know what, Kyrie, Kyrie, Brooklyn. But then I was like, well, if Durant's finishing either first or second team, they're going to, they like Durant better. Durant's going to be there. Kyrie's not getting a second team. He's just not, he might be third team, but he's not. And then I was like, <laughs> because no, it's one of those things because they're supposed to be good. Right. Yeah. And he has Durant. Steph has nobody and they're not supposed to be good. That's right. So he's going to get that, that bump of, uh, if they're even 500, Louisville 500, Curry's going to be having big numbers uh, like he did. And if you look at his numbers, I think he's, he's, he's averaging something stupid like 32 and, and whatever. So I have, I have Steph Curry and I have James Harden as my two guards in the second team. You know, it's really interesting because you're right. Steph Curry is the most likable superstar in the history of NBA and maybe the history of sports. Like this guy was winning. Usually when you start becoming a dynasty and winning titles, people root against you. People rooted against Jordan. People hate Brady till this day. They just hate him. You know, like people hate dynasties. Steph Curry, we love him. You know, he has a baby face. We love his family. We love his little girls. Yep. We, um, no, we checked his ego at the door. Hey, Kevin Durant, come play on my team. Like he is the ultimate superstar. And you're right, the media loves him. And to that point, media that have biases, they should have their votes removed, right? It, this should be objective. But <laughs> you're right, be. everybody has a narrative. And yeah. that is a problem. I mean, that's a conversation for another day. But um, with that being said, Steph, great pick. I'm just concerned about the amount of games they will win. So that's, that's an interesting thing. How many games will they win? That remains to be seen, but you're right. His numbers are gonna be ridiculous this year. Um, yesterday's game was just tremendous to watch. And again, another guy coming back from injury. So happy to see him play. So let's move to the forwards. Again, the toughest spot to um, place. I have to go with LeBron and I have to go with Ka uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, LeBron for obvious reasons, Kawhi, well, load management hurts, you know. Even if he were to play every single game, he doesn't stuff the stat box like some of these other guys, but we know how good he is and his win percentage is ridiculous. I mean, like, I believe he's winning like 60 something percent of his ball games. Like, and I'm talking regular season and that's just crazy. So he's a franchise player, obviously. We all know his, his, his record, we know his pedigree, 
LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, second team. Who are your forwards? So my mine are obvious. I got Durant. We had LeBron and Durant switch, so I got Durant in the second team, uh, and then I got Kawhi as well for my forwards. Pretty yeah. pretty much everything you said, I agree with. Okay, and then yeah. let's move to center. Well, I put um, Joe Kitch on my first team, so that means I'm dropping Anthony Davis to the, the second team for the reasons that we mentioned. Great player, as I've already said, he'll probably lead the team in scoring and rebounding. And as you had mentioned, more than likely will be a top candidate for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you got in the second team? I got the Joker, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's an easy pick. I think he was second team last year as he well. Was. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, that's an easy pick, man. Like you said, franchise guy, he can run the whole offense through him. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So we got a couple, um, a few differences there. This is the third team, like the first team, very hard <laughs> third team. Cause you, when you get to the third team, all NBA, it matters. Like, I don't know if you remember in 2019 in during the NBA playoffs, uh, Clay Thompson was caught on camera when the guy said, Hey, Clay, did you find out you're not on third team? And he's like, oh man, really? Who made it? And then Kemba Walker made it over him. And he's just like, I, you know, I've, I've been to the finals five years in a row, blah, blah, blah. It takes three guys to make it to the NBA finals. He was mad because he did not make all NBA team. He was not eligible for a super max contract. Yes. Kemba uh, eventually was eligible to resign with Charlotte for about like, I think it was like 220 million, uh, give or take, even though he ended up leaving to go to Boston. So that's why these, these teams matter. And that's why guys, you know, they go hard, especially near the end of the year when um, when the voters are really thinking about this team. They want to get those stats up because they want to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. So, third NBA team, really, really crucial. The guard spot, really hard. Like, there's a lot of guards that I can go with, and I had a tough, tough time with this. But my guards this year, first time, Devin Booker. I think the Suns are going to do their thing. I think Devin's going to give you 28, 29 points a game. Adding Chris Paul is going to make his life so much easier. And another new guy, Trey Young. I think Atlanta Hawks are going to be a playoff team. Trey might lead the league in three-point shots made. We all know what he can do, a dynamic score. Another guy who might even give Harden a run for his money for the um, scoring title. So I got Devin. I got Trey. Who do you got? Isaac, man, I don't know. I'm hurt right now. I'm what? hurt. You're telling me <laughs> you don't have Steph Curry. No. You, you you have to remember something. This is there's only six top spots for the guards. That's right. And out of those six, you do not have the man who just dropped what he's 62 last night. I got I don't got room for him. You got to win games. Oh, hey, oh man. Gotta, I don't I don't I don't give you. I don't give you points based on your legacy. You got to win games. You got to win games. I don't think you're going to win enough games. Hey, you, you know what's funny though? Uh, so I was I was considering that too. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my my guard. So I had, I had Devin on the list and I removed him because I had the same thinking as you. Chris Paul, they're going to do well. But then I looked at last year's list and I looked at Damian Lillard at number two and I was like, the Portland Blazers didn't have that good of a record. And I was like, well, they he still was second team all NBA. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's what changed everything. So I said, okay, Steph Curry, second team. And this is why on my third team, I have Kyrie Irving, obviously, because Brooklyn's going to be very good. Um, but man, you don't have Steph Curry. Uh, I, and then I, like you, like you, I have Trey Young. So Trey okay. Young, uh, he's, he's, he's going to have big numbers. And Atlanta's actually going to be pretty good this year. They're going to they're gonna be good. People like improvement. Uh, he's improving and the team's improving and he's going to play well with more talent around him. So I think he's going to be on that team as well. You know, I think you're putting yourself in a tough spot because at the end of the year, when Phoenix is the fifth seed and Golden State's the 10th seed and Devin Booker's not an all-NBA team, what are you going to say, man? Like Phoenix has nobody on the all-NBA teams. They finished fifth. Golden State's out of the playoffs and you got Steph Curry in the third team. You're going to be in a yeah. tough spot. I, I want hey, I want to remind you something, man. The, the the one thing that you have to remember is that the winning matters, but I don't think so. Like I guess I was gonna go with you on that, but very much like you said, Curry is a franchise player. Yeah, and so you is. don't have him on your list, man. I don't. I don't. Hey. <laughs> so I think I think at minimum Curry is gonna be a third team at minimum. Like he may not be second team. But uh, the third team is the hardest. I had a whole bunch of other people that I could have thrown on there. Like, I think last year, Bradley Beal was a third team. And they yeah. were terrible. And, they, and were, actually, they weren't I have well. the list. You're right. I have this list here of guards we it's didn't hard, mention. Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Um, Bradley Beal. 
Kemba Walker, Ben yep. Simmons. So yep. those are some of the other guys. I'm like, boy, like th these guys can't get in. Um, some tough. years Kyle Lowry has made the team as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's competitive. It's competitive. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. So you're right, but we got to stick by our picks. Let's move to our forwards. So I'll let you start. Who do you got for your two forwards? All right. So one of them uh, is a guard forward. And actually, with the current configuration of their team, he's listed as a forward, but he's, he's a starting forward, but he's a guard. Uh, so I got Ben Simmons, actually, in the forward, one of the forward spots. He's just so versatile defensively. Numbers are going to be good. Philly's, Philly will be improved this year. They're already starting to play well, starting to find an identity. And then my other spot is maybe the most efficient uh, scorer that doesn't need anything ran for him ever. Doesn't, you don't even give him post-ups. You don't got to do anything for him. Just shoot the ball, run up and down the floor, and he's going to shoot like 80% uh, inside inside the key. He's going to get to the line. He's going to be probably first or second, third in, in the league in free throw attempts. I got Zion Williams, man. Zion, Zion. Williams. I got Zion, man. Yep. Zion. Numbers are going to be good. His, his efficiency is going to be unbelievable. And the media love him, man. They love talking about they Zion. They love Zion. So th those are my the, two forwards. Now, what what are you going to tell Brandon Ingram? He's going to give you 26, 27 points a night. Yep. And now you're telling him Zion's yep. on the team and Zion's yep. only giving you 18, 19 points a night. What are you going to tell, what are you going to tell Brandon? I'm going to tell him, enjoy the playoffs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. All right. You know what? I can't argue those picks. Well, you know what? I will. Ben Simmons. I'm not happy with Ben Simmons. I think he has the potential to be a top 10 NBA player when you have that type of size skill athleticism and right now he's like a 20th to 30th best player in the league simply because i mean i don't want to i don't want to say he hasn't worked on his game but usually players get better you know what i mean like kobe got better t-mac got better vince carter couldn't shoot a lick he got better and turned into premier franchise players i feel like ben simmons has just stayed the same defensively you're right great defensively passing can pass the ball like magic johnson but the offensive game, oh, it's so frustrating because he could just be so oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So good. Yeah. So I I liked Chris Middleton, and I think he got screwed last year. He didn't make the team. Bucks, again, probably will finish with the first or second best record in the East. Chris, um, solid numbers, solid offensively, solid defensively, does a lot of good things, quiet player, doesn't make a lot of noise. So I think that might have worked against him last year as well. Didn't make a lot of noise. And I believe, too, as well, he's listed as a guard forward. So I think mm -hmm. he split some votes last year as well from what I read. But I like Chris Middleton. And then my other forward, Jason Tatum. You know, he's an up-and-coming star. He can, he can just flat out ball. We saw what he did in the playoffs last year. Boston should be a 3-4 seed. Uh, I know they're off to a rocky start. But this guy can just flat out score. He can do a lot of great things. So it was a very, very hard to pick those two forward spots because essentially we left off, what, we left off Paul George. Mm -hmm. We left off Blake Griffin. We left off Brandon Ingram. You put Zion on there. I was going to say we left off Zion, but th there's some, we left off Jalen Brown. Like yeah. there are some really good forwards that we left off. And then center spot, who's the last center? I have Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. I got Embiid he, as well. You know, yeah, no disputing yeah. there. Nah. No, the only way he doesn't make it is if he has injuries or he rests and then and then Rudy can step up into that. But other than that, man, it's, it's going to last year. I think Rudy Gobert Rudy got did get it. Team. Yeah, he did last get it year. last but, year. But Joel had a weird year. The Sixers underachieved. Uh, they had expectations to do bigger things and they didn't. His numbers were still really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, a absolutely. So I think Joel this year. You think Joel this year? Yeah. So yeah. there we have it. I mean, um, so I guess, yeah, we we had a difference in opinion in every position. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, hold on. I, before we move on from this, I got yeah. one. I got one. I know you got a list here. So I I, I actually made a fourth team, the honorable mention okay. team. Okay. Can, can I run that off to you uh, real go quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So here, here's my honorable mention team. So I got Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum in the backcourt. Yep. I got Paul George and Bam Adebayo in the frontcourt. Mm -hmm. And then I got Rudy Gobert as a center. No, nope, that's that's a very admirable team. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> last great year players. Bam, Bam actually got some votes last year. Bam's uh, so real a good, a decent amount. He got a yeah. decent amount of votes last year, so I thought he'd sneak in. Rudy obviously could sneak in, and then, like you said, Tatum probably will be on one of these teams. Beal was on a team last year, and Paul George is killing it this year. But 
the media doesn't like Paul George, man. They don't. They don't like <laughs> Pandemic P, nor do I. No. <laughs> I'm jealous that he's a very rich man. He's a very rich, handsome man who doesn't perform. So that bothers me. So you know what? I, I shouldn't have a vote, but I have my own podcast, so I got a vote. So exactly. anyways, a vote of public opinion. <laughs> yeah, Paul George. But you know what? He's he's off to a good start. Let's give him credit. Uh, I think last night he had like 39 points or whatever. So um, he played very, very well. So there you have it. All NBA teams. Uh, great stuff. Doris, let's transition into the NBA awards. So NBA awards, th- the big prizes, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player. You have Sixth Man of the Year. I really want to focus in on the uh, MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. So let's start with the Defensive Player of the Year. This award, it bothers me. It's an award that's been dominated by big men for the last 10 years. And it's dominated by big men when there are no big men. So what I mean by that is Rudy Gobert, he is guarding nobody. So like, really, he's guarding nobody. Rudy Gobert's guarding nobody. Dwight Howard was guarding nobody. Who else has been, who else we have here? Joakim Noah was guarding nobody. Tyson Chandler for the next, back in 2011, was guarding nobody. Like, there's nobody to guard. 90% of the big men can't even do a drop step jump hook. Like, that. when's the last time you've seen a drop step jump hook in the NBA? Guys can't do it. So it bothers me when I see guys like Rudy winning two, three, four in a row, and you're not guarding anybody. In the 90s, you're guarding Akeem. You're guarding Shaq. You're guarding Matumbo. You're guarding Patrick. All these guys can give you 30 and 15 on any given night. You know what I mean? Like you left that game, your body was banged up and bruised. Shaq broke a couple of your ribs. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what's going on. Now you're just guarding guys like DeAndre Jordan who have no skills and all they do is catch alley-oops. Like it, it's just, it bothers me. So with that being said, I think we should be giving more, we should be more lenient towards the forwards that actually have to guard the high scoring forwards. You know, how do you feel about the Defensive Player of the Year award, just in general? Well, the, the the awards change, man. I think it's a reflection of the way that the games change. So you're mentioning uh, them guarding big men. But, you know, back in the 90s, uh, you know, a lot of the play was still through the post and in isolation. So if you had a big man, you're 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 going to Hakeem most of the game. You're going to Shaq most of the game. You're going to, as, as painful it was to watch Patrick Ewing post up, he was still efficient <laughs> enough that they would go to him. And you had to guard that. Otherwise, they would punish you. But see, now, and you know this, man, the game's changed so much. It's like spread ball screens. Um, the big men, the, the big men that get those awards, they just look at the, the 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 stats. They just look at the advanced analytics and they say, okay, well, you know what? When Rudy Gobert's on the floor, the other teams don't score as much, and that's why he wins awards. He doesn't guard anyone. And I, I honestly, I couldn't imagine him guarding Shaq. Like Shaq would be destroying him. But like you said, Shaq doesn't exist, so you have to measure what does exist. And the only thing that we have as a metric since advanced analytics are here is those analytics. So they look at those, and I think that's why you see guys like Rudy uh, get it. Now, I can't speak to maybe some of those. I guess even when, Ch- when Chandler was playing and stuff, they were it was a lot of outside play, even even back then, yeah, when, yeah. when Noah and stuff. But, you know, um, Tim Duncan was still there. Kevin Garnett yeah, was still there. Yeah, they so still had some guys. That might have been the hardest players. time. That might have been the toughest where, where where there was more ball screens, but there were still some big guys that could play as well. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree with you, though, man. It's, it's, it's one of the weirdest awards. And actually, it's funny. Even back in the day, back in the 80s, they would just give it to the people with, like the most steals. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, he led the league Jordan. in steals. They'd be like, oh, he's, he's it. That's it. That's, That's what right. we got. Yeah. That's so right. it's, it's, it is a very weird award, I think, just generally over, over, the, over the years. Well, and as you can remember from last year, a lot of people weren't happy with Giannis. I mean, the Bucs had great defense, but simply put, Giannis was number one. He was number one in real plus minus, uh, number one in defensive plus minus. Again, stats, I won't get into the nitty gritty of what they mean, but there was a bunch of analytical stats that these media uh, people look at, and that's really it. Like, you know, I doubt they're watching Bucs games every night. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest, you're not watching the Bucs games every night. But you look at the stats, you, you do a quick filter. Giannis is coming in as number one in every stat, so in every category, and that's how he wins the award. Now, with that being okay. said, I don't think anybody thinks of as thinks of Giannis as a lockdown defender, but without question, a very good all-around defender. Mm-hmm. Can block shots, long, can guard guards, can guard some bigs. So he's a versatile defender. So I wasn't upset with the pick. 
I thought last year should have gone to AD. And this year, I think it should also go to Anthony. Anthony Davis will be your winner. Um, I think it goes to what you said earlier. Um, a lot of the media personalities have biases. And sometimes they say to, to themselves, it's time for him to win. He deserves it. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, Giannis was bouncing the second round last year. We're not going to give it to him this year. I mean, yep. Giannis, he's probably going to win MVP or he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. So we'll see which one the media want to give him, but they're not going to give him both. I'm with you, man. You said it all. AD is going to win it. I think I watched uh, them play one of the first or second games and he was just making plays that like he surprises people. Like he'll come and block shots and yes. and, and the players like, what, what happened? They don't even know what happened. They didn't even know he was there. And the amount of ground he covers yeah. when he switches onto things, he's just so versatile. And we saw it in the playoffs. He's guarding Jokic, Jokic. He's guarding uh, perimeter guys. He's switching onto guys. He's all blocking shots, making plays in transition, steals. He's, yeah, he's, I, I would argue that, you know, although LeBron got finals MVP, you know, you probably could have given it to Davis just on the on the fact of his all-around game. So, absolutely. I mean, there was yeah. no question going into the finals. I thought Davis would win Finals MVP because he was clearly the best player in the playoffs last year. Yes, LeBron, you could argue, was maybe the fourth or fifth best player in the playoffs. Like you know, Jokic had a better playoff run than he did. I would even say Kawhi played really, really good. Besides Game Seven, Luca played really, really good. Mm -hmm. LeBron just you know was good. Wasn't bad, but was good, but wasn't great. So yeah. you're right. Davis definitely could have been finals MVP. He was tremendous last year. And defensively this year, he'll do this exact same thing. So yep. I think that's uh, it's a pretty safe and easy pick. Okay. Well, let's uh, get down to the MVP. All the marbles. The one, the, the one trophy everybody desires. MVP consideration. It's going to be very, very competitive this year. Giannis has won the last two years. Will he win a third? That's going to be very, very interesting to see. LeBron last year was upset about it. He talked about it when he won the uh, NBA Finals, about how he wants respect and blah, blah, blah. LeBron, I mean, we call you the king already. Like, how much more respect do you want? <laughs> you know, your highness. We have a lot of people like Luca this year as well. Um, James Harden's always in the running. So it's um, the MVP, again, is it the is it the award for the best player in the league or is it the most viable player in the league? Right. And that's always the debate. Last year, Giannis, I do think he was the best player in the league. And I also do think he was the most valuable. I don't think Milwaukee, led by Chris Middleton, would have had the best record in the NBA or in the East. So I think it applied. Both both were true in the case of Giannis. LeBron James. Yes, is he the best all-around player? Absolutely. How many games the Lakers would have won last year? I still think they would have done well enough to make the playoffs with Anthony Davis. Would they would have made the NBA Finals? Again, that's a different. That's a whole other story. So I was okay with Giannis winning the um, MVP last year. This year, however, media, the media plays a big part. They have an agenda, as we've talked about. I think everybody's rooting for Luca to win the MVP. So I am picking Luca as my MVP pick. Dallas probably will finish about the fourth seed, fifth seed. I mean, you can win MVP finishing that low. Generally speaking, it's reserved for like finishing top two in your conference. But I believe Russell Westbrook a couple years ago stole mm. the MVP from Harden when he averaged a triple-double and only finished uh, sixth or seventh in the, uh, in the West. And my good buddy Mikey is going to be upset when I'm uh, upset with me hearing this because I know him. Mikey and I used to get into it about Westbrook all the time. So, Mikey, I'm just saying it how it is. Westbrook shouldn't have won MVP. But nonetheless, yeah, I think Luka will win this year. His numbers last year, I mean, we'll go off last year's numbers. 28 points, 8 assists a game, 1 steal. The guy shot 46% from the field, 31% from 3. Like, he did it all. He was really, really good. 9 rebounds a game as well. All-around player. So young, so talented. Darcy, what say you? And you said a lot. Uh, I'm not going to say that much. It's Luca. Luca's <laughs> going to win it. The only other thing I'll say is that the dark horse, if he keeps playing well, and you mentioned him, you loved him, you put him on your first team, and he will be on the first team if you if he if he's playing well enough to potentially win this award. Uh, people are really liking Jokic as well. People are because okay. he right now yeah. his numbers are out of control. Yep. He's triple double. He's doing all sorts of stuff right now. So if they're if the if the Nuggets are good, 
and they're you know like say second in the west and and Jokic's numbers are you know 26 12 and 8 well something crazy like that I mean you know he's he's gonna have big assist numbers he's gonna have big rebound numbers he's gonna have big scoring numbers so if they're good uh he could bump Luke Luke out of there because they'll be better but I think Luke is gonna win I think Dallas is gonna be good enough I think uh, like you said with uh the Anthony Davis award the media wants to give it to him so you he's gonna have he's gonna have to lose it I think you know you're, what I mean you're right you're right no and I agree with that my dark horse pick, and it's weird to say that this player is a dark horse pick, but I was going to say Kawhi Leonard. Last year, the Clippers had a disappointing exit. A lot of the criticism was the chemistry, team chemistry. I was going into the season thinking, hey, maybe Ty Lu will tell these guys, hey, let's play every night. Let's get home court advantage. Let's build chemistry. And if they play every night, Kawhi puts up numbers. And if the Clippers were to finish with the number one seed in the West, hey, you know what, 26, 27 points a night, six rebounds, you know, four or five assists, that's good enough. Like if you finish number one and you have those types of numbers, I mean, let's be honest, Kobe Bryant, when he won his one MVP, it was like one of his down scoring years, I believe. I believe he only put up like 26 or 27 a night and you're wondering to yourself like, this guy can't get an MVP when he's putting up 35 a night, but you give it to him when he wins 20, when he scores 26 a night. So um, my dark horse was quite Leonard but it's based on team record. And of course, if he plays enough games, but definitely the talent is there. I thought it would, it would have been a great challenge for Ty Lu to impose on Kawhi. Say, hey man, go win the MVP. You got two Defensive Player of the Year awards. You got two NBA Finals um, MVPs. Go get, go get a league MVP, solidify yourself right then and there. Now you're in the discussion of top 15 of all time. Right, yep. like if you get that one MVP award, you're top 15 of all time. So we'll see. That's my dark horse pick. Dark horse pick. We'll see what happens with the uh, the Clippers, but they're looking pretty good so far. So who knows? That might uh, uh, that might turn out to be true. Let's jump to some of the uh, fun awards. I mean, the awards that matter but don't really matter. I call them the barbershop awards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so scoring title, James Harden. He's a scoring machine. Let's see here. He's on his way to his fourth straight, which would be the most since Jordan. Jordan won, Jordan won 87 to 93 scoring titles. 1987 to 1993, which is just amazing. KD, AI, and George Gervin have four scoring titles. Wilt has seven. Jordan has 10 total. Harden's looking to get his fourth scoring title. So let's just, for the sake of conversation, Harden probably will win the scoring title. Who can give Harden a run for his money yeah so the only two I see are Steph Curry because he has to shoot a lot for them to win now so now that he's shooting I mean he's going to score big numbers and then Damian Lillard because he can't see he just can't stop shooting man just shoots <laughs> all the time and his numbers are actually I think did, did Dame win a scoring title one year recently he's, no Dame has he's, never won a scoring title so uh, yeah best of my I don't, knowledge. I don't believe he has but he's but, but he's, he's, he's up, up there. there he's been up he's up there, there. Yeah, so those would be the only two guys. And I think Steph has a legit shot only because I we don't know what's going to go on with Harden. He's playing, he's resting, and then he's going to maybe he gets traded. Now, if Harden gets traded to a team, let's say that, let's say Brooklyn somehow pulls off that trade, he's not going to lead the league in scoring. No. You know what yeah. I mean? So You're right. those things are all up in the air. But if he stays with Houston and he plays a lot of games, he'll, he'll probably lead the league in scoring. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, he's just, yeah, he's such a unique player. It's not easy on the ice to watch. It's not as graceful as watching Kobe or Jordan play without question, but um, he's so talented. And when you look at him, you're like, man, you know, he doesn't look like Kobe or Jordan, you know, lean, muscles, defined. He looks like he's been playing senior men's basketball for the last 10 years. <laughs> and uh, he just goes out there and just, just kicks butt. So James Harden, amazing player. I'm not going to knock his talent, but will will that scoring lead to finals or NBA playoff success? That's always the key because he runs out of gas in the, in the NBA playoffs. When you're not getting those calls, his game doesn't translate to the playoffs where the refs put away the whistle and you got to score buckets. You got to get buckets and Kobe, Jordan, they can make shots. Harden, he gets a little tired. He, he starts looking at the referee, where's the foul? And then we all know how it ends up for Harden. So should be interesting. But my... Um, my sleeper pick was Bradley Beal, actually. Mm. I thought Bradley Beal would be a great pick. 
Last year, I think he put up 28, 29 a game. Let me let me check that. Actually. Yeah, last year, sorry, you put up 30 points a game last year. Yep. Bradley Beal did. He's playing with Westbrook, so that may, may or may not help. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. I was like, yo, you know they traded for Westbrook, right? I was like, this, that, this guy's just going to shoot all these shots. That may not help. We, we will see. But um, yeah, that was going to be my sleeper pick. He's really coming to his own. He's, and you know what? He's only 26. Like, yeah. He's been in the league for a long time. But man, the guy's just entering his prime. So, yeah, Bradley Beal would be my surprise pick. Do you think Trey Young has a chance? You think Trey Young? Do you think he could put up thirty-two a night, thirty-three a night? How do you feel? I want to. I want to say he has the ability to now that he's drawing fouls like the way he is. But also Atlanta, the way they play, I think they have a lot more scoring now. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think he'll do it. But I think he has the ability to absolutely one day. One day yeah. he will for sure lead the league in scoring. Absolutely. Assist title an award been dominated by Magic. Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Steve Nash, Bob Cousy, Chris Paul. This year, sorry, last year was LeBron James, surprisingly, which is amazing because, I mean, yep. again, how many guys can lead the league in scoring one year and lead the league in assist another? So that's a whole other conversation. But it was only, I believe, 10.2 assists last year. So it's not very high. Wasn't very, a lot. very low. Last year was a very off year for, um, for assist. Who do you have this year leading the league in assist? Well, if you go off of this year, like of what they played six games. So this guy who's leading the league right now, we talked about him. He's, I think he's the guy we've talked about the most in every segment is Jokic, man. He's right now. He's currently averaging 12 <laughs> right? assists a game. Now, yeah. whether that continues is a whole other thing. People get hot. Teams get hot. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know if that's going to continue. Second on the list is Westbrook, followed by our, our your guys that say James Harden. Yeah. So if I had to actually put an but like a real number on it, I think things are going to stabilize. I think Trey Young has a real good shot, man. He's okay. he's fourth right now, and uh, like I said, they're 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 uh, he's always been a really good passer. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons now. Um, they got five guys coming off the bench, uh, five real good players. Uh, they got a lob threat in Capella, and then John Collins as well. So I think Jokic is going to stabilize. I mean, Westbrook might get it, but I don't count anything he does because they don't win. He doesn't win. So I'm gonna say uh, Trey Trey Young as maybe like a dark horse once things stabilize. We've played like 50 games. He might be leading the league in assists. You know what? I think that's a great pick. And I had mentioned to my brother last year. I was like, you know what? Watch out for Trey. Watch out for Trey. He finished second. So I do think that he has a really good chance of competing to win the assist title. But I am going with Russell Westbrook. Listen, the guy wanted out so he can do what Westbrook does. Like he's more concerned about triple doubles and yeah. uh versus wins and NBA titles and i believe already like he already has like three or four triple doubles so he's going to be at 10 or 11 assists a game and as we just alluded to that might be enough to win so yeah. he's dominating the ball and that's the weird thing about westbrook like he wins he's one of the few guys who will win an assist title but i don't think he's a good passer no. you know what i mean like i feel like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i mean like lebron Great vision. Nash, Magic, Stockton, right? Like, you know what I mean? Jokic, like, great vision. Never has anybody been like, Westbrook, oh, wow, great vision. He, <laughs> eyes behind his back. He, you know what I mean? Like, you don't yep. say that about yep. Westbrook. It's just simply because he just has the ball all the time. I, I believe Harden's a better passer than Westbrook, yep. you know? Harden's a great screen and roll passer, law passer. There's a lot of, you know, he can make that cross-court pass in the yep. corner for that corner three. Russell just dominates the ball so yeah. it's really weird i know he'll 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 be one two in my opinion uh, if things remain the same harden is sharing the back with john wall so i think he'll get down here his numbers will drop to about seven or eight assists a game i like trey young as you mentioned but i believe westbrook will win his second assist title there you have it yeah scoring champion assist champion all what's left ours is who will win it all what's going to happen so just just sum it up for me how is this season going to end let's sum up my um season preview you want my take first i want your take give me your <laughs> take right. my man give so me your my, take. my my take is is a simple one you know what on in the east uh brooklyn has a ton of talent obviously they, they lost a starter um recently so they're down a little bit but they still have a ton of talent two of the best players in the league However, I don't think they're going to come out of the East uh, unless they 
defend, and they have not shown that they can defend. They're I think they're they're just they're just not playing defense at all. And if they are resting games, uh, if Kyrie and Durant are resting games, that's going to affect their standings uh, and home court and things of that nature. I'm I'm saying with the additions that Milwaukee made that they're finally going to get out of uh, this little rut they're in. I think they're going to make the the NBA Finals. And in the West, I mean, the West is just a dogfight. But at the end of the day, man, one team has LeBron and Anthony Davis. Okay. And I mean, we 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 you had both of them on the second team. I had both of them on the first team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're, they're they're two of the top ten best players in the league, regardless. And one of them has has won what four titles. Uh, he's one of the greatest players ever, and uh, and and they made some crazy additions as well. So to, to for me to say that any of the other teams are going to beat them, I can't say that. So for me, it's going to be LA out of the West. It's going to be the Bucks out of the East, and uh, if, if that's the case, man, you know LA is going to win again, man. I cannot, you know, the Bucks will just be happy to be there. Oh. Uh, LeBron is, LeBron wants to win, man. He's not he's he's almost done. He's like, look, if I get to the NBA Finals, I'm not going to lose. This is not happening. He's done it too many times before. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're so, <laughs> that that's a little true. shot. That's a little that's a soft little jab at LeBron. It, you know but. what? But it's that's it's well said. The very that's very good rationale. I like the Clippers. Going back to what we talked about, I mean, well, actually, no, we haven't spoken about this, and I think I had I was having this uh I was having a side conversation with a friend of mine. And a lot of these teams that get put together, they don't win the first year. It's hard to win the first year. Um, even the Heatles, they didn't win the first year. So right now you have a situation where Brooklyn, it's their first year. I think there might be some ups and downs with the team. So we'll see how that goes. Clippers, second year, they're motivated. They have the star power. They have a coach that's won. They're just really tired of being in the shadow of the Lakers. I think we finally get that matchup we want. Lakers, Clippers. I think we got Clippers in about seven. And then in the NBA Finals, Clippers versus the Bucks, for all the reasons that you had mentioned, I'm going to go with the team with the two better players. Usually in the NBA, you know, the more stars, the more the more chance of victory, the more chance of success. I'm going with the Clippers over the Bucks, NBA champions. Kawhi gets his third. Pandemic P is no longer no longer considered <laughs> Pandemic P. He can finally sleep at night. Well, I mean, I'm sure he sleeps fine with all the money he makes, so yeah, he probably sleeps tired. just fine. But Kawhi gets his third. Playoff P finally gets his first title. Ty Lu second title. Everybody's just pushed up into this cloud of greatness. So I'm really excited for the NBA Finals, and we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, there, there might be some um, some surprises there, but I really like what the Clippers are doing. I thought Serge Ibaka is playing great for them. So NBA Finals, Clippers over the Bucks. Darcy Cost, thank you, my man. I appreciate it. For those of you. Who liked listening to what Darcy had to say? Darcy is the founder of Back to Basketball Podcast. Athletes, medical professionals, trainers, and mindset coaches. Great resource for tips, lifestyle changes, and community support to help deal with chronic pain and much more. Search back the number two basketball wherever you get your podcast. Darcy Cost, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening. Don't miss a moment of the action. Comment, like, and subscribe to Speak My Peace for automatic delivery of new episodes on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast.